This week's music is brought to you by Dan Ganja with his song Find My Way. You can find more of his music on Spotify and SoundCloud. And as always, stick around at the end of the episode for the full song and help support local music. What's up, guys? This is Live Locals Podcast, episode 65. Today, our special guest is Selena Lopez. She is the, well, I would say, owner of Crucitas Deli and Cafe. Yeah. Co-owner. Well, co-owner. Yeah, there you go. Okay, that's a nice. honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming out, Selena, and for meeting us today on this Sunday. Um, um, I don't know if you want to go ahead and just introduce yourself a little bit. All right. Hi. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Yeah, so my name is Selena Lopez. I was born and raised in Huntington Park. Um, and I am the co-owner of Crucitas Deli and Cafe. Um, my mom is also the other owner. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. <So. laughs> well, I mean, for beginners, that's awesome because you guys have like a little family, you know, uh, thing going on, a family business. So those I think are pretty, they're kind of rare nowadays, but, you know, they, yeah. they're going. Yeah. Um, well, in my family, I mean, most of us have family members that are hustlers. Like, mm. there's business, you know, in every aspect. I mean, my grandma started selling, uh, making candies in Mexico and selling them. Mm. And I think that was kind of passed on to my tias, my mom especially. We're like, you make something, you sell it, you make money, you make a living um, from it. Um, growing up... Um, I always saw my mom working. Um, she's, she's a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three of us. I'm the youngest. Um, she owned a little produce market when I was about six years old, five, six years old. Uh, not too far from here, actually. It was like down the street on State Street, and it was called El Paraíso Produce. Okay. Um, and I uh, was in elementary at the time, and after school, I would come over to... Uh, to the shop and I would like sleep in the back while my mom was working but she was also <laughs> working a full-time job at the time so she was trying to run this produce um, with the help of at the time she had a partner mm. who was also uh, helping her out um, and she would come in on her days off or whenever she was out of work and then my brothers were a little older they were like 18 19 so they would come to the shop um, and help out I was too young to help. I would just kind of hang out. <laughs> yeah. Be like, cool. And just observe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so colorful. It was really nice. She went all out. I, I'm not being biased, but it was a really nice looking paraíso. I mean, a really nice looking <laughs> produce market. Yeah. I was like, dang, this is like top notch. And I mean, she, um, she was inspired because she, she was working in the food grocery industry mm-hmm. prior to that for years. She was working in grocery stores like Ralph's grocery stores, and she was working in the west side of town. So, I mean, quality everything, upscale everything, the best of the best. Yeah, Because, right. you know, that community doesn't want any less. They won't accept any less. Yeah, so. right, like yeah. even the aesthetic of how things are exactly. set up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, she came from that background, um, and then she would come back home, you know, and she would become frustrated because she's like, you know, I work in these really nice produce markets mm-hmm. where like it's quality produce and by and by that I mean like produce that will last you in the refrigerator that's not going to go bad the following day yeah. you know what I mean so that there's a whole science to it but um, she would become frustrated with that and like she would leave to work and then come back home but she would always bring us food from where you know where yeah. she worked and I was introduced to all kinds of food um, because of her um, I was also 
raised by my tia. I would stay with her um, growing up. Um, and she was all traditional Mexican food, which I love. You know, my mom was a little a little more all over the place. She's yeah. like a little bit she of tradition, yeah. a little bit of, you know, European culture food and like just everything, you know, mm-hmm. which was cool. Uh, so I got to experience both sides. Um, so, so I went off on a tangent. <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> no, just to bring it to, to reiterate on what you said. So it looks like basically growing up, you had a lot of influences around you as to what it meant to kind of try to push for that business trying to have something on their own and yeah. have something of quality right mm-hmm. I mean that's awesome I, mean, I, could, I can see it here you know like it looks you, know, you go to other spots and not, not that I'm like picking on them but you know like the way they look or like they're uh, what's the word uh, they, can, they can be generic or yeah, they can be generic places like copies of another store that's yeah. the same branch like. yeah and in this case you know you have a lot of different things going on here so I think that's really cool and that's what I find really creative about you know the deli, the cafe. Thank and always you. I consider deli, cafe, restaurant? What we? I keep confusing Um, it. It's not a rest. Well, deli would be the right. Yeah. Because we don't have a, como se dice, una full uh, kitchen, mm-hmm. cocina. We don't have like a, a ventilation to oh, okay. cook hot food. Yeah. So every it's a deli because uh, we have deli meats, deli cheeses, yeah. bread, and produce. Stuff that doesn't need to be cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, okay. Um, we do some cooking because um, we're allowed to a certain extent mm-hmm. to use like an electric stove. Yeah. Um, that's where the egg sandwiches come in. Guess nice. Yes. You know, stuff that we can get away with because if it gets too hot back there, yeah. it becomes like a health. Like, health yeah, and then they'll come down and tell yeah, you off. A whole but my dream is to have a kitchen. <laughs> nice. So, are you planning to, say, convert something in here and, and install a kitchen or? That's that's been an idea, um, you know, pushing pushing the kitchen you know, a little out and and adding that. Um, but that's still something that's just an idea. Yeah. Um, another another possibility would be to just uh, stay here and maybe open a kitchen somewhere else or move everything completely. That's yeah. still something that we're learning, seeing how how that goes. How that goes. Yeah. Just a question, like, what was the original idea behind Cusitas? Like, where does that, where did that come from? Like, the name and just the idea of trying to bring. Because I saw some your Facebook page, you know, basically, uh, was it Facebook or some old GoFundMe page that you guys put up? Mm-hmm. You know, I did, read the description you and did it, your research. Yeah, yeah, I have to <laughs> come in here and not know anything. <laughs> no, but um, I feel like those like artists that are. Like, oh wow, where did you find that? <laughs> yeah, Google search. Yeah, it was Google. Wow, yeah, it popped up. <laughs> Pop out with like an old picture. Like, why did you get yeah. that? <laughs> Some old one. Yeah, that's what's, it gets kind of weird at some point. It's like, how do you know that? But yeah. uh, anyway, sorry. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Go find um, it. Anyways, um, what was I going for? Oh, yeah. So the, the bio, you know, I saw that you guys are trying to create a space, you know, for, for people from all different places to be able to, you know, come together. At least, you know, like yeah. we were talking about earlier, the, uh, what were they called? Common common Ground Mic Open Nights? Common Ground Open Mic. Yeah. So how, how did that all come together? Like, what was the idea behind trying to create something like that? Well, when we initially um, uh, started this place, that was that was everything we 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 wanted to do was with intention. Everything, even the space, the walls that we were using, like we made sure that there was room for everything that we had an idea for, like the wall with the artwork. I mean. There was potential to put a refrigerator there, and it was yeah. like, no, we're not going to put a refrigerator there because that's where the artwork is going to go. Yeah. You know, so that was our vision. Like, we're going to make the, it's a small place, but we're going to make it work. Like, it was a, we wanted it to be a place where people would come in, and it was a reflection of their community. You know, like you see all these franchises, all these big businesses, and it's all very generic. Like you said, it's all like whitewashed. Yeah. You know, like, and then they have this tiny little board that says community board. And it has like a little flyer, and you're just like, wow, okay. Nobody's posting what's going on here. But it's like, whoa, there's so much more than that, yeah. you know? There's so much more life behind that. And um, and then also being from here, like having, you know, been born and raised three blocks away, I was like, this is cool. Like, I, you know, I was born and raised here, and I have this opportunity to, like, you know, to, to practice our vision, you know, what does that look you know what we wanted to see when we were growing up so that was a big a big thing for us was uh okay we're gonna 
make sure we provide good wholesome food good coffee you know everyone can appreciate good coffee doesn't matter if you understand the process of coffee but everyone can appreciate a good cup of coffee everyone can appreciate a good sandwich you know um so we're like not only that but um we also want people to feel like hey you know like we also have cool ideas we also have we're also creative and that can be reflected in the spaces that we want to see yeah, like you said, you, you have the, uh, well, ba- basically your walls booked out all the way to September, you said? Yeah. Uh, that's cool. You know, so that, there's people who are aware of it. You know, yeah. There. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm pretty sure you keep getting, like, submissions. To, like, we hey. do. Yeah. Um, and right now, it's all been, like, you know, local artists who, like, spread the word and they tell their friend and their friend. Um, it's also been personal friends of mine mm-hmm. um, that I've learned a lot through them. I... I didn't study art formally, and I don't consider myself an artist, but um, but I do appreciate it, and um, and I want to be a part of it, and I want to celebrate it in any way that I can. So I feel like that that energy and that vibe transcends, and people you know naturally just gravitate towards the space and want to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a few months ago, like we we talked when we talked to. Uh like Nguyen and oh, I forgot his name Ray oh, Ray yeah, yeah. Uh, Proyecto Vecindad yeah. I know they mentioned that one of their talking points was you know, there's not a lot of places that have the space or like the commun- the city itself sometimes doesn't give you the space to be able to put like you know showcase that local talent you know and, yeah. and, and if there is you kind of have to go through obstacles and hoops to try to get that to happen right so I mean you know like places like you know your shop here it's I think they're like cool for like those little platforms and yeah. you know having people be able to put what's the word like open up I guess yeah, yeah. It's, it's really unique like you said because a lot of people open up their business and they only operate it for business hours you know just the uh, 8 through 5 or whatever but by you letting other people come in here and use your space you know you close out the shop for a day and you let them come and do their art or their poetry that's that's pretty good that's what more businesses around here should be getting into you know having a a little network where different weeks out of the month you know and, and if somebody else could hold the event or something like that yeah just interconnect um i wanted to ask you about um the produce side of uh your business you know how you said um you're trying to work with the community like where do you where do you get all the produce from your shop or how do you go about so a big thing for us was okay sourcing good quality produce local as much as possible um there are some cha- challenges you know with that especially in a community where all that is not really accessible yeah i mean even farmers markets we have one here uh in Huntington park every wednesday um and the next the next closest one would be southgate every monday yeah but even um those farmer markets are very limited you know to the types of things you can find um and not to mention prices too yeah um so that's been a challenge for us, but we're very consistent with sourcing from the farmers markets. And then uh, right now we're also sourcing um, from a nonprofit called Root Down LA, um, and they do a lot of um, educational work around gardening and urban farming, and they work with students. and um, And they're based out of South South LA. Um, so we've been getting produce from them once a week, and they bring us different stuff, dep- whatever, depending what they what they grow yeah. this season. But pretty consistent with lettuces, kale, herbs. Uh, my most favorite is during the summer tomatoes. The best tomatoes. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, so we source from them when possible, and when they're able to, you know, to harvest and bring us some produce. Um, I mean, a dream of ours is to to broaden that, you know, and be able to to um, to source from local growers as much as possible. But I mean, it goes hand in hand with other things like the education behind that um, space. It like who's actually growing produce around here? Yeah, it's very limited, you know. But we work with what we can. We work with farmers markets when we can. We work with uh, Route Down LA when we can. And then I mean. Other than that, if there's something that we need but we can't find it, we go the conventional route and we do source, with, yeah. you know, a conventional route. But we do make sure it's the best and, mm. you know, in quality. quality. Mm-hmm. And then coming from, my mom's coming from that background and she understands it and she, she knows it. And you'd be surprised, like um, a lot of small little produce markets around here, 
like they're really good like they they're small little produce markets but you're talking about the owner actually going out himself and yeah. like picking out the produce so you're getting the best of the best better than like these big huge grocery stores with just like buy by bulk, bulk yeah. and then they're sitting, yeah, they're boxes are sitting there and they're like you know yeah getting shipped from yeah. all over you know so i say support your little small grocery yeah i mean produce stores produce yeah stores. yeah there was one um, not too far from us who had the best avocados. Mm. Whenever we would run out, we would run down the street and like and get those avocados because that man picked out the best avocados. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's not there, unfortunately. Um, you know, you're talking about small business owners who like who give all their time, all their resources, and then their kids grow up and they don't want to be a part of it. You yeah, know, right. they're they're going kinda, off their own way. Yeah. They're like, we don't want to be in la tiendita, like. Like, sorry, dad, you know, and the dad, you know, gets tired and he it moves just on kinda, to the yeah, yeah. and moves on to the next thing. Yeah, I mean, that is the unfortunate part, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah, you know, we wish it could be like somebody else keeps running it, but I mean, you can't really have control over that, I guess. But I mean, in this case, like you said, with the restaurant or next door, he, you know, that somebody who was working there who already knew the trade and you know, was working there for a while. Yeah can step up and you know try to take over yeah. so that's that's neat you know it gives them it gives somebody else the opportunity exactly. yeah um i was gonna bring something back to all the, the produce yeah um that you you mentioned you know uh you know trying to get the best pro- produce that's around from here you know or and when preferably it's a, it's an option you'll get something from local locally grown right um and i know caesar mentioned once you know like uh you know like i'm the type of person who prefer to go a little farther used to get a little better food mm-hmm. you know not not because the food around here sucks but it's not as healthy mm-hmm. you know and sometimes you want something quick and easy that you can just go and feel good about after eating you know instead of like eating a mcdonald's burger it right. just makes you sick yeah you know but um so i, I think that's cool you know because there, there isn't a lot of those options and a lot of people in the community you know unfortunately especially like in this area like the hispanic population is really prone to like uh you know health issues you know and you know right. particularly because of the bad food that is available to us you know all the fast food and stuff yeah, yeah. you know so you know having a place that has fucking cow that's <laughs> you know that's cool you know but places <laughs> just offer that nearby and i know yeah. hp right now it seems like they're going through some sort of renovation or innovation phase there's a lot of like younger people getting into the uh what is it what is it called the city uh, just opening more more businesses, yeah. you know. So they're they're like doing a bunch of new stuff. Like like La Pacific, it looks like it's going through some sick changes. Yeah. Before it used to be really like, you know, where you go with your family, you know, like Hispanic people mm-hmm. there, but it's changing. Like you see it now, and there's like all these <laughs> new, like new storefronts, new storefronts, like alternative storefronts that you've never yeah. seen around here. Yeah. So I think that's cool. You know, there's there's a change. There's like the younger people yeah. are starting to come back into their communities. Yeah. And trying to. Like, you know, shape it for the next generation yeah. or so through their own experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, that's cool. I mean, you you, yeah. you have to come back to your roots. You know, you do. Yeah, and also like be conscious of the community you are a part of. You know, like um, like the revitalization project. Like that's really cool. I think it's important though to to go through those changes in a conscious way mm-hmm. like where you don't isolate the community that's already there, there. yeah you know like instead like, of gentrifying it yeah you know i think it's important to take into account like um to validate the culture that already exists to to uh to say hey you know there's different ways of doing things it doesn't have to look this one way this one prototype like what does success mean or what is better mean like mm-hmm they're so that can mean so much you know it doesn't have to be one specific prototype one specific whitewashed way of doing things like you know like our communities have beautiful they have great food they have beautiful culture like why not celebrate that and uh, and focus more on the quality of it as opposed to you know trying to erase it completely yeah right there's there's a way that that, yeah it does (laughs) yeah there's a way it can be fused together you know like take the old take the new and put it together to make something and it different. seems like it would be the more organic thing to do instead of coming in and, you know, taking things out and putting new ones in. Why not work with what's already in the community yeah. and 
trying to um merge it you know like like you're saying for the new generation because like you said earlier pacific back in the day was for boots and like quinceanera stuff you know and yeah now this is changing because our parents are getting older and us as kids now we became like the the younger crowd i guess you know yeah, 20, the 20s to 30s that are trying to open new businesses or you know do different things in the community. Yeah, I, I read an article uh, probably a few months ago that saying that the HP at first was going through like a little uh, uh, economic problem just because uh, a lot of well, Pacific is like their highest uh, you know street of income. You know, yeah, there's a lot of the businesses out there, but they were going through like a, a really bad phase where they were kind of struggling with the, the way the money was coming in yeah. because not not a lot of people are going to Pacific anymore because everybody who was there they're getting older they're going out to different spots. You know, they're spending their money out in different cities rather than, uh, you know, their own. But uh, so, yeah, this this project that I've seen, like, there's even, like, younger people going into office, getting more active, you know, politically. Yeah. So they're trying to change that. And, you know, that's cool. You know, as long as they fuse it together, because I know, like, gentrification is, like, a big issue right now, especially, like, in Highland Park and yeah. Northeast. So they're trying to avoid that. I know, we're like the last standing, you know, like, <laughs> the last like section. Really, but they're coming. I'm telling you, like, experiencing through yeah. this business, like, um, we have, we get to experience the community and how it's changing yeah. by the people we see and the people we talk to. And you have a lot of people coming in, you know, for lunch, um, who just moved, you know, from another state to work in, like, factories that, you know, there's a lot of businesses that are moving into like Vernon area yeah. and they're like big businesses. You know, they come from other places because it's cheaper rent, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but with that also comes new people, new workers, mm -hmm. closer closer places to live, to work. So all, it's happening. It's, it's changing slowly. So I think it's a very important time for like people coming back, you know, to their communities, graduating, coming back to their communities and taking ownership of like what their community is going to look like. You know, everybody's trying to come to LA and they're trying to make it mm -hmm. in LA. Yeah. And it's like, we're here already. Like, what are we going to do to make it in our communities that we grew up in? Like, and what opportunities are out there for us, too? Like, I think that's super important to be proactive about that and educate ourselves and how can we be a part of this community yeah. more in different ways. Yeah, just a question, a random question. Like, uh, I'll, from my point of view, like, uh, okay, so the, the, the question, first of all, is, Like, uh, did you feel like you got involved more with the community, like, during the process of your, you know, your the shop was coming up, or was it something that you felt strongly about before? And I'll say my point of view was, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like, a few years ago, maybe I wasn't as into, like, you know, whoa, what's going on in my community? Like, I didn't give a fuck, you know, like, I was like, whatever. Because you're young, yeah, you're like, like <laughs> I want to go to a show. <laughs> yeah, you know, just uh, <laughs> hang out and just do whatever, you know, I'm not caring. Yeah. But you were part of your community just in a different way. Yeah, you know, I was... Yeah, exactly. You know what? Yeah. I take it away. <laughs> then I don't feel guilty anymore. He contributed to the shows. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, and then it wasn't until a few years later that I started realizing, like, you know, we each kind of have to put in our... You know, we, we criticize, like, oh, this place sucks. I don't want to be here. But it really, like, if everybody contributed to, yeah. you know, the evolution of that, it can become It's a like better place. It's like your own power, like... Yeah, you know, like what can you do? Yeah, yeah, and it's hard, and it's different for everybody. I mean, different backgrounds. I mean, people are, are you know they have to go to work. The time, time is super important. Like, I'm super grateful for being able to be here actively every day, but not a lot of people can do that. They can't do that for different reasons. They don't have the support. You know, they have to pay their bills. They have to eat. You know, so. I think it's important to acknowledge the privilege that we have and, and how we can help others. But, yeah, I went on the tangent. <laughs> so deep. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, um, like, since you first opened Crucitas up until now, like, what are some of, what are some of the stuff that you've learned, like, along the way? Like some, oh, like some life lessons so or. <laughs> I have like aha moments like every day. <laughs> <laughs> and there's those moments where I'm like, I didn't know that before. How embarrassing. <laughs> I was living life not knowing. <laughs> But, oh, I've learned so much. I mean, there's, I mean, from business, from the business aspect to just like personal growth to just 
just I've learned so much. I mean, um, I had no experience with business before starting this business. I mean, just for my mom and like, but business back then was so different than now. I feel like I'd have conversations with my mom and like, guess the way she was doing business was so different than the way we're doing things now. Um, and I don't know if it has to do with maybe there's like a more requirements for businesses yeah. now than there was before 20 permits. plus years ago. Permits. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was way different. Um, so I, we, when we started this business, which is just the basic knowledge of business, you know, you have this much money, you put it in, you want to get some back, exactly. you want to pay your rent, yeah. Yeah. you know, like if we can pay our rent, like, yes, yeah, we, we made it, it. Yeah, we exactly. got this. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Can I cuss? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're like, Oh shit. No, there's so much more than that. There's taxes or sales tax. There's. You know, um, security deposits. There's, uh, oh shit, we need to pay a worker to help us because we're tired. And, like, you know, there's so much, like, yeah. to learn. Um, and then every business starts, starts at a different, a different level. Like, yeah. you know, like for us, we, we put in everything. My mom's retired. So a lot of it came from her. And I, um, we still, oh, I feel like everything's coming together. Yeah, like, it's too much, huh? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, um, like, this place um, does, did not look how it looks now. Yeah, I bet. It did not. So, when we first started, we're like, we're these people fresh with a vision and like, oh, yeah, we can do this. Why? Because we have the passion and the love, right? And then you start doing it and you're like, oh, shit, but I also need a lot of money. <laughs> you're <Exactly>. like <laughs> passion and love that's beautiful that keeps moving you forward but realistically you need money you need to pay for stuff right yeah. so I mean a lot of the stuff we did we put in our own labor like tiniest to the tiniest details in here I mean it was a clothing store before we opened like everything mannequins were in here that big huge counter thing you saw that yes. you wanted to take yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was in here and we had to get we had to Little did we know that that wasn't our responsibility to move. It was the the Pretty owner, yeah, yeah. To, but you know, these are things you learn. You like, you know, you do. Yeah. We we come from a background where like we just get shit done. We don't ask questions. We don't give excuses. We just do it. You <laughs> yeah. know. And then as you go through it, you're like, wait a minute, that's not my job. <laughs> you yeah. know, like that's their job. You know. Yeah, but that time you <laughs> by that time you already much. did everything. So that's kind of what happened to us too. Like a. We were fixing stuff because we had an idea of how we want things to look. And then we were running out of funds and then we had to fix this. And oh, damn, we have to pay this permit. Oh, dang, I didn't I didn't know we even had to do that. Mm. And so we were learning and going, but we never we never gave up. We still kept going. But through that process, we're running out of funds. Realistically, we're like, are we going to finish this project? And then that's where the GoFundMe yeah, campaign the came in. We're like, we're in this. We have to finish it. How, what resources do we have? We have our friends, we have our family, you know? Like, mm. we don't have, you know, most, thousands of dollars yeah, saved like up in saved our up account. Like, you know, like, so we're, like, we use the resources that we that we Yeah, like crowdsourcing. Yeah. And our, and our crowdsour- crowdsourcing, our, our community came through, our mm. family came through. They helped us to continue moving forward. Um, but then it was like, oh, oh, we're going to start with very little capital. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're going to open our doors, but we don't have any cushion money for, like, stuff goes wrong. Sales don't go the right way. Like, I'm not working. Like, you know, what are we going to do? We need a cushion. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started doing more research. And um, I came across this nonprofit called uh, PACE, Pacific Asian Conservative of Employment. Mm-hmm. And they, ha- they help out small businesses, um, by giving like different workshops, business classes, but they also um, um, give small business loans, micro loans. Ah, okay. They're called micro loans. Yeah. But you still have to go through this whole process, just like a bank loan. You have to submit a business plan. You have to uh, submit your mission, your vision. You have to break down your expenses, like why you need the money and how are you planning to pay it. Um, and it's pretty much the same as a bank loan. It's just the interest rates are a little lower. Hmm. 
um, and uh, they work with you more because you know they know you're you're starting your startup yeah. and you need help. Yeah, and they're a lot, I guess they're a lot more flexible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was still it was still a, a process to go through that. Um, so yeah, I reached out to them and I said, hey, you know what? Like we're in the middle of completing this project and we're running out of funds and we need help. And uh, I truly believe we're gonna be all right, but we need your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we need to to get a loan. So that's that was another way of source of of uh, funding this project was uh, I got a small micro loan. And okay. I'm still paying. And I'm almost done paying. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so with that, knowing what you know now, how you went through that process, will you do it again? Wow. You know, that's crazy. I've asked myself that question, yeah. too. And and then this, this um, you know, uh, what's that saying? Ignorance is bliss? Yeah. Okay, I think that in life, <laughs> it's okay not to know everything yeah. all at once because it scares the shit out of you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So I think that, yeah, I've asked myself that and you know what? If I still didn't know what I know now, mm. I would still go through it. <laughs> yeah. um, but with it, I've learned so much. I've gained so much perspective through that and like I wouldn't I mean it's like I explain it people tell me like you're not planning to go to grad school and I'm like I'm fucking living grad school like every day like I'm, I'm learning so much the yeah. way the system works the way you know everything works like I'm living that every day like why would I want to go to business grad school when I'm already living it like there's no point for me mm-hmm. like yeah some people have to do that but I you know I didn't do that so um, yeah, I would do it. I would do it again. Yeah, no, I mean yeah. that was a good. That was actually a good way that you answered that. You know, ignorance is bliss because it's true. You know, like you said, knowing all of that of what can happen or what will happen, yeah, it's enough to cripple you from doing anything that you, you want to do. Yeah, open. I think the most important thing is being open hmm. to uh, to learning and growing and and acknowledging and accepting that you don't know everything and that's okay. Yeah. It's okay not to know everything, and it's okay to to still fall in love with something and um, be open to continue to learn. But damn, sounds like a string. <laughs> sounds <Damn>. like a. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I've had a lot of moments of reflection. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. As, yeah, it sounds like um, yeah, like you said, um, some some people go to school and get the get the. Yeah education on paper and all these books or you could like maybe skip that step and go ahead and get the real life experience you know you're you're operating a business in the sense you are maybe gonna graduate in business in a couple years you know once this place is like to the point where maybe you don't even have to be here and it's running on itself you know like something like that yeah that'd be pretty interesting so (laughs) i mean i'm pretty sure before this you were working regular job hours right do you do you prefer that or do you prefer just being here where you focus on what you? I'm pretty sure you fo- you enjoy being here more. Because I mean, I, I have a regular nine to five, seven to four job. You know, like yeah, um, yeah. Um, well, I went to school. I graduated from Cal State Long Beach. I graduated hmm. in sociology. Okay, cool. um, right. <laughs> um, and then I worked for a year after hmm. that. I interned. For a while, and then I, I was working at a school. Um, damn, I even forgot the name of the school. That's how much I love that place. <laughs> but I was, you know, trying to figure out life after college. The first year, you're like, what yeah. the heck am I going to do? I graduated in sociology. Like, there's so much more I can do. Like, I was considering grad school, you know. I interned at Inner City Struggle in East LA. I don't know if you guys heard about that. No. They organize a community, um, and, like, educational policy and how they can help better their schools and get more funding, you know, so the schools can um, have better programs for their students. Mm. So I did that for a while. I was interning there. I learned a lot. But I also became, like, frustrated because I was like, East LA is pretty active in organizing because the history of it, right? Like yeah. the 1960s, like Chicano movement. There's a history of that, and there's like generations of families that are that live that. Yeah, they're already rooted in that. They're rooted in there, and they're there still. 
And here on this side of town, I mean, there's still people organizing, but I feel like it's not it's present. I mean, at mm. least growing up, I, I didn't experience that movement as much here yeah, in this no, side. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Not around right? you this general. You guys are from here, right? You couldn't. Yeah. Like it's like, you, where is everybody? Yeah, if you compare, <laughs> you <know>? like, nor- <laughs> the northeast side compared to yeah. the southeast, northeast is a lot. They're, they're more proactive, yeah. you know, with the... I mean, because also, I guess, because that's where all the gentrification is focused right now, too, you know? Like, well, I mean, besides... Yeah, I mean, Boyle Heights, you know, all those general areas, they're just closer to that. Yeah, there's yeah. more pressure on them. There's more pressure. Definitely than us there's right now. There's been more pressure on them, yeah. Here, right now, you'll start seeing it, you know, like, they're starting to sell some land. Cudahy is trying to, like, start making two-story buildings. <laughs> yeah, know? they're slowly going to, like, see what's going on over here. And yeah. They're going to like it, dude, and hopefully it doesn't shift too too much, you know? Well, there's that, they're trying to revitalize the riverbed. Right? Yeah, that so in itself yeah. is going to... All of that's going to bring home. Yeah, so, and properties goes up. Yeah, it's crazy how, like, through just fucking, not secret ways, but, like, just slowly changing, like, okay, we're just going to put this price a little bit higher this year. Next year, we'll put it more, and then that's how they slowly start kicking people out. You know, they can't afford it. And they start pushing all these communities out. And, uh, you know, people don't want to leave, but they have no choice at that point. They have no choice, exactly. So, I think it's important not to demonize community who's here already like because they have to go through so many challenges like not everyone can own land not anyone can own their property and um, people might want to stay but they can't because they're pushed out yeah so i think that's something that needs to something needs to be done about that for sure. so a question like as a for as, as a business owner for you um like you know i guess the a, a business has to balance how much they sell their certain, you know, their, their products for how much they're selling it for based on the community they're around. So, do you find it hard you know, to try to balance that out? It's hard. Yeah, it's hard because you're talking. To, I mean, talking about they're trying to give them quality, right? But at the same time, well, that we don't quality, make, we have to buy that yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know. So we're part of a system mm-hmm. to a food system that's already that already exists. We're not right. creating this food system, you know. Um, we're working with a system that already works, unfortunately, and we have to buy into it and yeah. we have to get that good stuff. I mean, we we are very conscious to keep our prices, um, you know, which that are affordable to the community that we're in, affordable to us, you know. Um, that'll still, we have to be smart about it. Like, we have to keep moving, you know, we still have to pay our bills, we have to pay our rent, but we have to also make it accessible to the community that we decided to be a part of mm-hmm. um and for the most part everybody's everybody's been okay i mean you do have people who come in there like that's too expensive like but if you really think about it you're going to a fast food restaurant you're paying mm-hmm. for a burger and fries and a coke yeah um and you're paying like seven eight dollars for food that's not even good for you food that yeah. you're you're gonna be hungry like two hours later yeah it's meat that's packed with fillers it's it's like it's not real food yeah and it takes off like life you're paying with your life exactly (laughs) and it's like you come here and you have a really good meal like i'm not being biased a balance (laughs) you know but if you compare it to like a piece of lettuce you get at a mcdonald's to fucking kale you know there's a big difference you know between the nutrition value that you're getting everything we we provide like we're super conscious about it the meat we source the cheeses like i've never had such a good quesadilla like yeah. here i love our quesadillas <laughs> they're so good um it's real cheese it yeah. melts yeah and it's not rubbery yeah <laughs> and like the meat is good i don't i was a vegetarian for three years mm. and now i'm working here at a deli that sells meat sandwiches we have vegetarian options so that's a big thing for us mm-hmm. too but um um, I'm like, if I'm going to eat meat, I'm going to make sure it's good meat, yeah. you know? And, like, our families, our tios and our tias, they come from the ranchos where they had good meat. They yeah. had the real deal meat. Like, like they know yeah. what's up. They'll take care of their animals, exactly. you know? Like, they grew it themselves, yeah. They're like, this is real. They get disappointed when they go to those fast food restaurants and they're living here and they're like, well, we have to eat that because that's the closest thing. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, so we have to eat it. So you're saying, you're, like, people here want good food. Mm. They want good stuff, but they can't compete with these big, cor- big corporations who are putting one in every corner. Yeah. yeah. And, right. like, 
people have to eat, right? They're so busy. They're like, well, what am I going to eat? Like, this place is down the street. I, I'm going to go. Like, mm-hmm. There's so much to talk about. It's like... <laughs> what was I saying? Something about McDonald's and... We're talking about the... the market like, shifting. Yeah, like, McDonald's being a sign of the things... The mentality shifting. McDonald's now offers kale and shit like that, so... They're yeah. aware of yeah. it. Like, that's a obvious sign that people are at least trying to like be open for yeah. other choices but that will make it harder for like smaller businesses at some point you know to try to yeah. compete against that but I mean I guess not because I guess the more so, what's it uh, supply and demand you know if there's more then the prices will get cheaper on those kind of products right yeah. I mean the, I kale is word. very cheap yeah. actually I think there's been this whole hype around kale right like, yeah. you see kale yeah and, like yeah. kale this kale that um, superfood man <laughs> and it's like I don't really like those kinds of things. I'm like kind of like, ¿cómo se dice? Like, um, what's the word? Anyway, um, but kale's really good for you, and kale's cheap. Yeah. So like, uh, I think that's a cool thing happening. Like, hey, if it's getting more people to eat healthy, like, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah, go for it. Like, yeah, cause kale is really cheap, but you just have to know. How- I think that's where education comes in. Like, hey, you know, you could. You could make really cool stuff with it. You can saute yeah. it. You can eat it raw. Like, there's so many things you can do. And you could grow it in your backyard, too. It's so easy. Fairly easy to, to grow. grow, too. And it and kale is a big thing because it grows through any season. Yeah. And it's super hardy. And, yeah, that's why farmers love it. Yeah. Because they make money off of it because it grows. Like, it's easy to grow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's abundant. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what triggered it to be like this popular because I remember a couple years back I hadn't even heard of the word kale. And then out of nowhere, like Joe Rogan, kale shakes. There you go. That's the first time I heard about it. I was like, that's all it takes. It takes one person to be like, hey, try this. Yeah, you kind of get curious and you try it out. Like I myself start, I I minimize the amount of cow smoke that I drink. Like I was never really iffy about it, but like now I like. If I can avoid it, I'll, I'll avoid it. You know, if not, I'm, I'm cool with it. But you know, I'll, like replace it with like some almond milk or hemp milk. Almond milk is good. Yeah, so yeah, it's like those little. Mo- you know, you tell somebody then they're like, "Wow, that's weird." But the <laughs> next thing you know, they kind of try it out, and then they start doing it. So it's like, okay, yeah. there's like the little. You know, you got to somebody. You know, to think about it, and now they're doing it themselves. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's cool. You know, just putting that information there or giving them that option, and then those people can start making those conscious decisions on their on yeah. themselves. You know, not a lot of people will have that that breakthrough. Like, okay, I gotta stop eating, or you know, a bad diet. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. You know, it's one step in a area where we don't have that option to have alternative, yeah, healthy food. And and I feel like everybody's everybody like does those kind of things in their own way. Like different people deal with different things differently, and like our community is plagued with all these diseases that are like straight coming from our food most of the time. Mm. Nowadays, I feel like people are going to, they're going to shift, you know, they're going to want to live longer. They're going to want to like experience more time with their kids, families, all these things. And it all goes back to like the way we're eating, like throughout our life. You know, if yeah. if we don't start checking on it at an earlier age, then later on, we're going to, we're going to have to stand against the consequences of like our lifestyle throughout the years. Yeah, that's fine. Which is, it's, we got to get prepared pretty much yeah. for when we're 50 and starts right now. <laughs> See, if you're buying all this quote-unquote cheap food, it's going to cost you down the line your health. Yeah. You start investing in your health now. But, I mean, the I think um, ideally the coolest thing, the most radical thing would be for people to start growing their own food. Like, yeah. whatever they can. Like, that, like, yeah, like that's, that's pro- where produce. it's at. That's where you take control of, like, your food and your health. I know some people can't grow. Mm. You know, space is a big one. Like, you have people who live in apartments. Where are they going to grow their stuff? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I think that's important for. Com- that's where a city government comes in and says, "Well, what are our priorities? Like, what's important for our communities? Food, I feel, is so important for our communities, and it's not really pay- being paid uh, attention to mm-hmm. as it, as much as it should. Um, I think it's important for city government to say, "Hey, you know what? Like, it's important to have like an urban garden. Yeah. It's important to host workshops and teach." the young ones like where their food is coming from 
that's so empowering for for youth for the community to know where the food is coming from and i feel like you have these kids who you know they eat chips all the time mm-hmm. we have to say sorry but there's much more there's much more hawaiian kettle style all right yeah. look at that yeah. but there's kids who've never had like the actual vegetable they've had it in a different form yeah, yeah. like flavored like you know like they've never seen like the actual actual yeah. fruit or vegetable and it's like what yeah like, or even, or even like pull carrot out of the ground, like yeah, yeah like I haven't done that in years. I didn't even know that grew up like from the ground, like you know, like yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure there's still programs here around, you know, but uh, I think this should be, you know, it should be not pushed on them either. But there should be an option to have a fucking class to you know learn other stuff. I remember when I was a kid and I used to pull those carrots out, like you mentioned right now. It's like okay, everybody, that was cool, right? Carrots. Yeah, take take them out, like the what are those red. Fucking turnips, turn yeah, turnips, yeah, yeah, rabanos, rabanos, yeah. yeah. Pull them out, you yeah. know, clean them. So it was cool, just getting dirty, you know, and it was cool, it was fun. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of disconnect. So like you said, urban gardening will be like the next radical step, yeah. you know, in the yeah, community dude. to start doing. But there's uh, a lot of cool stuff happening. People, you know, there people hear the word organic and they mm-hmm. hear that and they're like, ooh, that's fancy, that's expensive. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of people here who are growing lemon trees in their backyard, naranjas. You know, they're growing their own stuff. That's organic. Yeah. You know, like, hey, like, it's not, it's not too far away from you. Like, you're yeah. doing it. It's just not, you know, um, you're not marketing it like that or, yeah. you know, but, but that. But it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's growing natural it's instead of on its own. Yeah. <laughs> it goes hand in hand, education and like, um, the types of things you want to see in your community like I think it really starts with the youth like even for small businesses who do want to implement those better choices like okay well the youth need to want to come to these places where does that start it starts with education yeah. why should they care about you know paying an extra dollar for a sandwich why should they care about that oh because they learn that it's healthier for them or something it goes hand in hand you know All, that's where community um work comes in like education schools small businesses like the type of community yeah. you want to see you can't I, just come in and be like here we're going to provide everything for you no it doesn't work that way yeah 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 i was going to bring up um like earlier we mentioned that there has to be like a fusion of like the old and the new kind of like with, yeah. with H- what's going on in hp um i think like i think like uh, i'm not sure you know what when were you born? What year were you born? Just 89. 89. Okay, so you're still considered one of the cool 90s. You know, that's yeah, okay. I was a 90s kid. <laughs> All of us. You guys are same? Yeah. 90. Yeah. 90. 90? 90. Except him. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? Yeah, he's 90. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, you know, if there's a... How can I say it? You know, we grew up seeing our parents, which our parents would come from, like, you know, between the, you know, 40s and 60s, you know, when they were born in that general area, maybe a little yeah, older. But, um, you know, so we started seeing that different lifestyle. And so now we're in that place where we have all this information. So we're taking our parents' culture and applying it with the culture that we've become accustomed to. Yeah. And then I think that's what's making the, like, the Hispanic population is already huge here, dude. You yeah. Know? And so them, that's, that's just it. counting, like, the the bigger people you know people who are not being accounted for because they're still young mm-hmm. but the next couple of years it's just going to be even a lot more bigger and I think we're going to be a lot more informed like the Hispanic population in its own it's going to be much more yeah. involved yeah. you know with what's going on you know day to day struggles I guess you know so yeah. I think that's cool there's a there's a powerful shift coming there's a movement yeah. happening for sure yeah. yeah yeah it kind of sounds like all the kids pretty much the 90s kids you know they they grew up with their parents' culture. Maybe the parents were just getting to the U.S. And yeah. now we both, we, we got to experience that side. Maybe we visited or lived there for a while and then we came here and we just melted both cultures together in a way. And now it's like, mm-hmm. this is our city now. It's yeah. like, what does it look like? Yeah. The, the kids of the last generation of immigrants who got here, that's that's what this is becoming, I guess. Yeah. Unless something else comes here for a, some kind of profit we're probably the ones who are supposed to like do something just like Rosita's like all these other you know all these other people we came across that are working towards something and something different yeah because that's that's something we've noticed a lot of people we talk to maybe it's because we're selecting those people but they're all kind of doing something in the communities around to try to get more people involved try to create a conversation you know like some sort of 
fuck you. Some sort of awareness. Because <laughs> he, <laughs> he always laughs. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's uh, yeah, there's definitely something happening. And um, like we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that movement that's been happening. Like um, three years ago, before opening our doors, um, I was um, involved with uh, collectives like. I don't know if you ever heard of Southeast LA Collective that started up like three years ago yeah, and then it just branched off to different things, people working on different projects. But we were meeting up at a thrift shop, uh, Sunday's Best Thrift Shop on Atlantic on and Maywood. talking about, on Maywood, yeah, in Maywood, in Maywood. Um, talking about like, hey, like, what do we do? Like, how do we become part of this community? How do we, you know, how do we uh, work together to do the things that we want to see here? And different things came out of that. I mean, you're talking about the same time that Alivio yeah. uh, started up. It was around that same time. And that evolved into something else, something bigger, you know, because more people became involved in it. And then here, if it wasn't for that community, um, we wouldn't be here now. Like, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know, we're just, we're just hardworking people from this community were not famous you know yeah. like I didn't formally study culinary arts I want to though yeah. <laughs> that's next um, yeah. but um, if it wasn't for our community we wouldn't be here they're the ones that supported supported us since day one mm. since day one it was those same people that I was meeting at Sunday's Best that would come in here and buy our food and spread the word for us if it wasn't for those people we would not be here. And I think it's important. Shout out to all my friends. <laughs> I love you, all of you. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> it really, yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's good. You know, you got a, thing, a good thing going on here. You know, I think that's really cool. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you no. for doing it. Like, I think it's awesome that the three of you, you know, are working together and are from this community. That's really awesome. I think it's important. That, Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, we're practically neighbors. Yeah, yeah. neighbors. Yeah, city, city neighbors. City neighbors. It's <laughs> to share those stories, you know, yeah. represent yeah. those stories. Because no one else is going to come in here and like, interview yeah, us. Now yeah, now we got to do it ourselves. We have to do it ourselves. Yeah. That's beautiful. We can do it. Yeah, it could be done. But we yeah, can do it. <laughs> thank you so much, Nina. Well, we're basically at the end of the time here. Um, but if you wanted to give some shout outs, you know, the address or, you yeah. know, however people can find more about your business. I don't know if you, what links those are. How yeah. you want to do that? Um, yeah, so Crucitas Deli and Cafe is located in Huntington Park. Um, we are on State and Florence. The address is 7121 State Street. Our business hours are Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. We close early. And then Sundays we're closed. We're working on extending our hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't do it without you. You have to come. <laughs> yeah, sure. Come by, get your coffee and sandwich. <laughs> yeah, we have really good sandwiches, really good salads, uh, really good coffee. Yes. So with that said, we source locally, um, local roasters. I'm sorry. We source from local roasters who um, are committed to sourcing from farmer collectives um, who are committed to sustainable practices, farming practices, organic uh, they ensure that all the farmers get paid um, fairly, that they can send their kids to school, that they can feed their families. It's crazy. Like, they're spending hours growing, you know, coffee yeah. beans. But they, some farmers have a hard time feeding their own families. Fuck, you know? yeah. Cause, but that's a whole... I can get into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole <laughs> other topic. But we are committed to sourcing from local roasters who are committed to sourcing from mm. farmer, farmer collectives. And you're talking about different parts of Latin America, Peru, Mexico, um, Guatemala, you know, so which is really exciting yeah. for us to be part of that system, mm. you know, from people who are far away from us. But yeah, we have so much in common, yeah, you know, and true. it's not just people on the West Side who are like helping, but it's us, our own people helping yeah. each other. So I think that's super important. Um Really good sandwiches. Yes, we are bread <laughs> is also major for us. We believe bread is everything. <laughs> um, we source right now. We're sourcing our bread from Homeboy Industries. Mm. Nice. Um, oh, really it's like around here, right? Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. in Chinatown. They have a bakery there, and they also have a cafe, which is really good. 
Uh, Homeboy Industries, yes. Shout out to Homeboy Industries. You guys are awesome. Continue the great work. <laughs> um, we get our pastries and our bread from them. Cool. So you so, guys, yeah, it looks like you guys are like fucking connecting, like yes. you know, with a bunch of people. Yeah, connecting. And all that's the important. Dots, that's sure. really connecting. important. Like creating. Yeah. At the end of it, you're just creating this like community. Like even if it's like focused in one specific area, mm-hmm. it's still a community that's being built. You it know, is. I, oh yes, and we have a an open mic every second Thursday of the mm-hmm. month, mm-hmm. Um, and we uh, we are starting to have featured uh, poets mm-hmm. as well every month. So you can follow us on Instagram. Crucitas Deli and Cafe. Um, we post updates. We post cool pictures. Um, but yeah, Common Ground Open Mic is from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. every second Thursday of the month. If you're interested in being featured on our artist wall, uh, we change it up every month. You can uh, send an email to cultivatingcommonground at gmail.com. You can contact Zaneta. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Zaneta Santana, shout out to Zaneta. She's our ho- our open mic uh, host. Yeah. Um, she's a beautiful singer, guitar player, beautiful person. Um, you can contact Zaneta, um, or you can uh, contact. You can say me, Selena. Um, but we'll reply to your email. We ask for an artist statement and pictures of your work um, to see if it's something we can show here. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, I mean, with that being said, Selena, once again, thank you for letting us you know, come you. into here. And thank you for taking the time. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was fun. Being and, proactive in your community. That's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully we, we will stop by one of the open mics, you know, come to show us support. Yeah. You know, and sure. it'll be fucking sick. I've seen the videos. Yeah. It looks interesting and entertaining. Yeah. So. I mean, it's a small little space, but we yeah. make it work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are the, be- the best, like, intimate places where you just, yeah. you know, there's people it's in here intimate. gathering. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, you said your, you said the address. So yeah, I mean, if there's anything else you want to say before, I mean, feel free to do so. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's helped us. Um, I'm super grateful, and I think um, just expressing that gratitude is super important because uh, I think it's humbling, and I think people should know that you can uh, go out and pursue what you want to do, mm-hmm. and and just be open to learning and. Um, and asking for help when you need it because we all need each other we can't do it there's yeah. so many things that are that 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 prevents us from doing things we want to do like like let let it not be each other that prevents let's help each other yeah right yeah yeah so everything face everything else yeah. but you know help yeah don't other. turn each other just back but yeah selena once again thanks uh, angel caesar this is a uh, live locals podcast Stay lurking, 